so I forgot to mention uh, before we started recording, Cam's not here. Uh, he's sleeping because he works insane hours. Um, just started the graveyard shift. Yeah, so you're just getting me and Drew. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure That's that'll okay. be fine. I think, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shots at Cam. Welcome to season two, episode twenty-four of Brews and Bruins, a drinkable podcast you can taste. Presented by Bruins Die Hard, sponsored by Save More Spirits, a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. I went with a weird, yeah. weird little route there. But I liked I got it there in the end. <laughs> it was like a playlist that you have on shuffle. It was perfect. Uh, speaking of sponsored by DraftKings, Drew. Oh yes. As I said in the last episode, this sponsor is episoded by DraftKings. Uh, you've heard of us. Oh, you've heard of us, I hope, because you're here. But you've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf and hockey. And DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action, Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is very simple to do. Just draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports, and DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Right on this episode. Also, sponsored by Save More Spirits. Say you're, I don't know, in the Somerville, Medford, Cambridge, or Malden area. Uh you could check out Save More Spirits. They have locations there. Uh, they have all of your beer, wine, and liquor needs. They got macro brews. They got they got like all of them. Uh, oh, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, and they even have some local and and craft brews. And and those are the ones that I would go for. But I I also occasionally need to get myself a macro brew. We talked about it a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, if, if you want, if, if you want to go visit them, they're in those locations, but if you, uh, if you want to get it delivered, they also, uh, do online ordering through Minibar and drizzly. And if you use drizzly, you can get free delivery with our promo code on drizzly What Bruce ampersand Bruins with no spaces. Are you and kidding maybe, me? Maybe capital B's. I don't know. Um, but I tried it. It works. Um, I, I got myself some, some beers. Uh, woke up this morning and got myself a beer um yeah so that's save more spirits you can check out all their offerings on savemorespirits.com that's uh save more with no ease hell yeah um um also what's next (laughs) well what's next is uh we have a a contest going on uh, Mm. on on the thpn network 
the THPN network. That's double networking. <laughs> Hockey podcast network network. Uh, yeah. Presented no, by Druin's Byhards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And on our network, we're doing uh, a little jersey giveaway. Ooh. So if you want a Bruins jersey, uh, we'll, uh, do we have the, the post pinned on our on yeah our so the post is pinned all you gotta do is follow us on twitter follow the hockey podcast network on twitter which is at hockey podnet it's all in the tweet um and then retweet the tweet and out of all of the uh networks twitters uh or all the podcasts whoever gets the most retweets gets to do the giveaway of the jersey so it's very important even if for some reason you don't want a jersey like think about like some Habs fan or some Leafs fan, you know, they get to win the Jersey. We don't want that. Yeah, no one that. wants that. So, you know, gotta, especially gotta if it's a, strip if it's a fan of, of the Habs nightly podcast. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the, this is being recorded on Tuesday, the, the day on which we released our, cursed monday recording episode which was a bruise and bruins after dark where we uh enjoyed some beverages on and after the show and i believe drew as well before the show i love i well me and camp both before the show me and cam went skiing which is cool and then i think that i love that we stayed on the call after we were in like the same like room and we stayed on the call for about two extra hours. And it's just kind of what we would have done if we weren't in the same room. <laughs> so <laughs> just, you know, same old, nothing changes. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. I was certainly, I don't remember everything I said in the conversation after, which is probably good. Uh, yeah, that was a uh, <laughs> fun times were had by all. But as such, uh, I believe we're all. And by we all, uh, by the way, Cam's not here. Uh, yeah. If you noticed by now, Cam, Cam, <laughs> Cam didn't make it. Uh, he did not survive the morning um, or the evening. Yeah, um, and he's got the new graveyard ship. So yeah, well, I guess well, we touched upon that. We, sh- we should probably mention it's not because Cam doesn't want to be here. It's because he's sleeping because uh, he works really late. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're drinking non-alcoholic beverages. Drew, what you got? So I got a nice little Canada Dry ginger ale. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's the best ginger ale out there, except for it's the best. In my opinion, it's the best uh, like chain one. There's a lot of cool like ginger ales that are made by you know small breweries. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So check out those smaller ones at places that have them. No clue. Save more spirits. Um, but yeah, let's give the old, yeah, so you can certainly taste this, uh, very sugary as soda often is. Um, I've heard that ginger ale is one of the sugariest, uh, sodas. Probably, which is probably why I'm like addicted to it. Basically, um, trying to drink a lot more water. It's tough. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, so on, on taste, you can certainly taste it very sugary. I'll give that a 32. And then drinkability. So this kind of goes both ways. If it is one of the more sugary ones, probably shouldn't drink too many of them. But on the other hand, it's really fucking good, and you can totally plow through a few. So I'm going to give it 
what's half of 37? Well, what's half of 38? We can do it from there. I can't do any math. Half 19. of 37. No, it can't be. 18 and a half. Give it an 18 and a half. Well, you asked what half of 38 was, and that's 19. Oh, oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> what do you got, Chris? I am drinking a very fancy La Croix Pampelmousse Sparkling Water, a.k.a. LaCroix grapefruit sparkling water (laughs) (laughs) taste tastes vaguely of grapefruit (laughs) we'll give it a (laughs) (laughs) 0.5 drinkability it's a little fizzy ooh but uh pretty drinkable i I wouldn't want to be crushing too many of these because I feel like you get that kind of like acid feeling in your stomach if you're drinking yeah. too many of these. So uh, I'll give it like a 20. Nice. Awesome. I think that's the first time where like we've actually given like reviews for non-alcoholic beverages. Like sometimes we don't we d- we don't drink alcohol on some episodes, but we don't really <laughs> mention it in that case but i love how we're just embracing it <laughs> all right well we're nine minutes into this podcast so we should probably yeah. intro the uh like actual fun thing that we did for this podcast uh, we interviewed mallory soliotis uh she is a defender for the boston pride and she gave us a really good interview we uh we talked a lot of hockey some some team strategies some of uh what makes her game her game and uh, what makes the team game the team game. And then we also veered into some fun stuff. Uh, we talked Game of Thrones for a minute. We talked New Haven-style pizza because she went to Yale. We talked the Yale-Quinnipiac rivalry because Drew is a big Quinnipiac guy. Um, was. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, huge thank you to her for coming on. Uh, yeah. Our first professional hockey player. Um pretty cool for us and uh unless you count cam i think she had fun too <laughs> yeah no definitely it wound up being a really good interview so i guess without further ado listen in all right we welcome on to the podcast mallory soliotis a defender for the boston pride mallory how you doing oh i'm doing well thank you for having me and also great pronunciation you know we never went over it, so I'll give that one to you. I trust Erica Ayala, and that's how she pronounced it. So, <laughs> yeah, they had us uh, send uh, recordings of our names to make sure everyone was set to go, and that's when I joked that she could just call me Tito's mom, and she loved that. And then that caught <laughs> on like wildfire. So we love it, though. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, so I forgot to mention uh, before we started recording, Cam's not here. Uh, he's sleeping because he works insane hours. Um, just started the graveyard shift. Yeah, so you're just getting me and Drew. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's that'll okay. be fine. I think, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shots at Cam. Yeah. Um, it's even right, better. So, <laughs> let's get let's get right into the hockey questions. Um, I mean, I. Drew and I were both relatively new. I, I've I've watched some Boston Pride games before this year, but this was an introduction 
to me more as an intense fan. And I know a lot of people were starting to jump in uh, on this go around. Um, I mean, I didn't even really know how to use Twitch until this year. And, and the NWHL being on Twitch was kind of what made me uh, even get it. Um, so, I mean, just watching these games, uh, your game really stood out to me as uh, an aggressive defender, really likes to hop up into the into the offensive play. Is that something that you bring to the table? Or is that something that kind of more generally is something that's a team focus? I think... And if you look at our defensive group that we have, I'm probably definitely on the more offensive side. I like to be involved, whether that's starting a play or coming in as the third, you know, third forward, jumping up in the play, um, you know, making sure we're trying to get opportunities off a rush. Um, not afraid to self-designate as F1 if necessary, but um, try to avoid that. They don't really like that. So... <laughs> I think growing up and, and in college, I, I played a lot of forward in high school. Um, I definitely played a couple games in college at forward. So have that offensive instinct and mindset. So I think it's, uh, it's great to bring that to a game, but also to be smart about it. I think uh, Kaylee Fracken and I do that a lot. We love to be part of the offense and, and we're great at recognizing each other and making sure someone's you know back at the other and we're not going both going at the same time, except last year, I think we had a two on one together. Don't ask who, how, but <laughs> thing I know I had the puck and I was looking over and it was my defensive partner. So, <laughs> you know, we'll get involved and make sure, you know, we're working hard to get back and our forwards do a great job of, you know, covering for us when we need to, to make sure um, we're not letting up any odd man rushes. Yeah. The, the, uh, we were going to ask about Kaylee and just like, how do you think you're, playing styles kind of complement each other, especially, I guess, more defensive speaking, because I think for a lot of viewers, uh, whether you're a huge hockey fan or maybe a little bit new to the sport, defense is still something you really have to pay attention if you're going to analyze it. It's more of an eye test. You can't just like look at stats and stuff. But how do you think, uh, yeah, your playing styles kind of complement each other in the defensive end? I think both of us play very similarly. And if you watch, it's, I mean, she's, she likes to take the penalties and, <laughs> you know, guard the front of the net or whatever. And she's, you know, doing her own thing. But <laughs> just kidding. We love her anyway. Um, I think both of us are very similar players. Uh, and that that's how we complement each other. We um, do a good job communicating and, and just playing off with one another, which we built that chemistry in the past couple seasons. Uh, I remember we started playing together the beginning of like my first full or the end of my first full season. And we really started to click. We had a similar mindset, similar playing style. And it was um, great to just continue to build that kind of chemistry. And, and last year it was awesome playing with her. And then this year, again, um, as you saw, like we love to turn good defense into, into offense um, and getting that puck up to the forwards, let them do all the work. But yeah. Except for when you get two on ones, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once in a while, um, yeah, that's a common thing. Just not, not going two on ones. Well, you mentioned you don't like giving up odd man rushes, but I I did notice that uh, quite a few of them did happen, and I was wondering if that was kind of just a 
lack of practice, lack of uh, getting to play together much beforehand, or if that was something that you're willing to trade off because you have great goaltenders uh, like Lavisa and, and Victoria? I think it there was a lot, a lot of things going on. I think it's great to have great goaltending and not really worry about that and take, you know, take a risk to try to get a goal or um, to try to create some sort of opportunity. And I think, a, you know, no one really played in a while. So it was a little, we got into our first game and, you know, we only really played against each other uh, the whole, you know, few months we were practicing. So it's a little bit of a, I don't know, like game, game mode, you know, whatever. Uh, so I think it was just a little bit of a change for us and just uh, building off that, learning from that and, and continuing to improve. Um, as you saw, we didn't have the greatest start, which um, is all right. And we were able to, you know, pick it up after that. And I think a lot of that had to do with getting that game experience in and working with the new players um, because we had so many returners. We like we we had that team kind of set, but we, we brought in so many new players with different styles. So to adapt to their styles as well and, and make sure they're fitting in with our systems. It was a work in progress, but... We figured it out. Yeah. So speaking of new players and styles, uh, I mean, obviously the team thought really highly of Sammy Davis when they traded to, for that pick to take her with the first overall pick. Um, just talk about what the expectations were for her coming in with not a lot of lead time and just getting right into the game and, and what you saw from her. I think, um, as a team, we don't really put any expectations on anyone. Um, I think all the rookies, regardless of whether they picked, were picked first or they went un, undrafted. Um, I think for us, our expectation is that you come in and you work hard and you contribute to the team as best you can, whether that's you know only playing on the PK, only taking a shift here and there. Um, it's a very team first mentality um, and, you know, regardless of if you're the first pick like Sammy and, or, you know, you're Carly Turner or Meg Ricard, um, you know, you come in and you work hard and maybe you'll find your place, um, you know, on, on the penalty kill or, you know, getting a consistent shift um, for us. It's, it's that team mentality and making sure we're all gelling really well. I think knowing Sammy for, I think I knew her back when we were like 14 uh, we grew up playing against each other in prep school and clubs, and I knew she was she was a phenomenal player. I think um, everyone always talks about Sammy, and maybe they put a little bit of pressure on her as the first overall pick, um, and it took a little bit for her to finally get on the board, which we were all so happy for. Her. But you look down our entire draft class and um, our undrafted signees, and there's talent left and right, and it's – our draft class, in addition to any any rookies we signed outside of that, is second to none. Um, they're great players, super skilled, and they're awesome teammates. So we're really happy to have them on the team, and hopefully we'll see them put up another couple goals whenever we get going again. For sure. Um, and so I... A lot of the press on the top line for the pride goes to Jillian Dempsey and, you know, for good reason. Um, but we saw the play of her line mates, Maketa Brandon, Christina 
Uh, I always butcher this name. Patina. <laughs> Thank you. I was not going to say it like that. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I heard it on Twitch a bunch, I, yeah. I couldn't nail it into my brain. But uh, can you talk about what what the uh, her live mates kind of bring to the table? Because you know we hear a lot about Dempsey, but not so much about them. Yeah, uh, that line. Um, I hated practicing against them. <laughs> <laughs> I always seem to find myself going against them. Don't ask me why. Just I was like, oh boy, here we go again. Can you just imagine chasing McKenna Brand around and around the zone? That's that was. I think that was my job half the time. Was just like, <laughs> um, get you in shape. Yeah, <laughs> do not recommend that. Um, seriously, that line like they're so strong defensively, and I think that's super overlooked. Um, they're very very strong in the D zone. I remember. Anytime I'm in the D zone with them, pucks are getting out. We're getting clean breakouts. They're always there to put backside pressure on the back check. Like they're really strong defensively, and that really turns into good offensive chances and and really good offensive zone play. Uh, McKenna, we'll start with McKenna. Wow, um, what a player! Um, she's so fast. Um, but it's not just straightforward speed. It's, she's so agile. She can, you know, you cross one way, she'll cross the other. And, and before you know it, you're like, where'd she go? She's so quick. Um, and her shot, I mean, I think I forget which game it was, but she absolutely just sniped top corner. And I was like, that's a classic McKenna brand shot. Like <laughs> I was not surprised. That's, that was how just absurdly good she is. And almost had, exploded when that happened. <laughs> oh yeah. I almost got used to just seeing it every, every day at practice at that point. Um, but that's, she's got a really, really special shot. Um, and she's just a very, very strong offensive player. And Christina, who we call T, um, she really, I don't, she completely surprised me this year and how much she had improved from last year. Um, I don't, I don't know if I was surprised. I was, you know, taken aback by how much, how, how much she was contributing this year. It was awesome to see her. She worked so hard. Um, and she's got a really, she's got really good hockey IQ. She's always in the right spot. Um, so especially on a bunch of those goals when we needed them this year in, in Lake Placid, um, she was there just to put, put them in, and especially cause we were struggling scoring, um, first couple of games. So. Um, it was great to have her put in a few and, and help us out because she, you know, she she's a very strong player too. Another really amazing player on that line of just absolute terrifying forwards. Yeah, that that line absolutely stood out to me, and and Christina definitely um, as a passer, as a defender, like yeah, it it all stood out as as being a pretty complete game. Um, I guess one thing that I, I that you mentioned was a, a lot of people. Obviously, the the games didn't go your way, but I don't know. It, like to me, it didn't look like you were playing poorly. It, it looked like just a couple of opportunities went the wrong way, and and the puck didn't go in for you. Um, it, is is that like a perception thing of, or did you guys feel like you weren't playing well? Um, I think I don't think we played poorly i think like you said we we didn't have any hockey luck um hockey gods were not there for us um and that happens and 
there's not much you can do other than work hard and, and keep trying um unfortunately and it can be it can be really you know unfortunate because you're, you're just like dragging along and dragging along what's going on we got a little bit of puck luck in that game against uh buffalo the second game you know i think buffalo literally tried to clear a puck and it hit taylor winskowski in the head and it landed on sammy's stick and she put it in like i i kid you not absurd i was on the ice mm -hmm. what just happened <laughs> <laughs> I heard bang, bang, it's in the net. I was like, okay, cool. This is great. We got a second goal. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Um, but I think the veteran group was kind of, I don't know. We didn't really know what to do. I mean, um, we did. But I think we were just like, wow, we've never, I've never lost two games in, in a long time. Like we'd lost more games in, in you know, five days than we had all, all last year. Yeah. But that was the thing. That was last year. That was last year's team. This is a totally new team. We had to focus on on what we had here and the opportunity ahead of us. Uh, learn from previous games as best we could, but also not get too frustrated or get too down on ourselves. I think that was important for us to really stay positive and just look towards the next game. You know, take what we can from a two to like we lost two to one. What three times? Um, just was it three? No, two. Who knows anymore? Time, all, time, time doesn't mean anything. It all <laughs> at this point, but you know, we just couldn't put pucks, you know, in the net. We were out shooting teams, out chancing teams, and just pucks weren't going in, and that happened. So um, maybe they were using the tracking pucks that the Bruins had. I don't yeah, know. definitely. <laughs> probably used us as guinea pigs, right? <laughs> so not. You know, we didn't get too down, you know, just, you know, focus on what's next and, and just stay positive, support each other and, uh, you know, do what you can. And then I guess the hockey, hockey gods finally found us. <laughs> um, so, so you went to Yale. I went to Quinnipiac for a couple of years. Oh boy. Yeah. So I wanted to just get your thoughts on the rivalry because, uh, like, especially recently, ju it's just the proximity is there uh and from a quinnipiac perspective as a fan whereas like oh those yale kids they think they're so smart let's beat them at hockey to <laughs> make up for it but what, what was kind of your expect uh perspective on that rivalry because it's been a pretty fierce one for i don't know past decade or two maybe even you guys would make the lines at our bars <laughs> yes. <in> way. Yes. <laughs> you guys would infiltrate one and then like we'd be like all right let's go to a different one then like <laughs> pack kids are there <laughs> chris did you know they had to literally uber to get to our bars i'm just saying yeah. um, <laughs> you ruined you ruined it no <laughs> um but yeah we used to, we would chirp you guys be like oh quinnipiac comes here to go party um, so that was always kind of like, we had that over you guys. Yeah. Um, sure. I know during my time playing, playing Quinnipiac was, I mean, you're, you're never going to beat the Harvard Yale rivalry. So, um, but I really did enjoy the, the Quinnipiac rivalry that was, uh, starting, um, during my time there. Um, it was always a really well fought, you know, really interesting, gritty game. Um, I think I won a few during my time and, you know, both teams are pretty scrappy, and one of our ex-assistant coaches is now at Quinnipiac, and so that there was always that uh, in the back of my head. I want to go beat Coach Eddie. Um, <laughs> so that, I mean, it's it was always fun. I think um, 
you, you get up, you get a little more excited for, for a Quinnipiac game than a, than a Dartmouth game or Brown, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I always appreciated the 15 minute drive. So that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a lot easier. Um, I guess staying in New Haven pizza is a big deal. Ooh. And I, I know, you know, having going there, infiltrating a lot, uh, <laughs> great pizza. Um, and some even argue better than New York, better than Chicago. Oh, what yeah. are your thoughts? Oh yeah. Best pizza. Yeah. Best pizza. Don't, don't get me started. And if you say Pepe's is the best pizza, you haven't tried enough of the New Haven pizzas because in my opinion, it's not the best. I honestly can't remember specific places during my time there, <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I remember, you know, after infiltrating the bars, uh, always a good, I mean, I feel like, you know, drug pizza is always good, but especially good in New Haven. <laughs> yeah, you probably went to the, one of the decent pizza joints. I think yeah. my favorite was uh, Bar had had a baked yes. bacon pizza. Oh. Mm -hmm. so good. and they had the like thin crust so if that's your thing um that's where you go and then modern modern pizza was my favorite you know classic pizza so good i miss it i love pizza <laughs> yeah I'm a, I'm a new haven pizza fan as well um okay. and there's not a lot of good pizza out in san diego where i am right now so um, yeah it has me craving big um, loss <laughs> we can we can stick with uh, fun questions. I know you recently yeah. started uh, Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry for bombarding your time. <laughs> How far into it are you at this point? I think I finished episode four. Whatever my my I've live tweeted every single episode that I've watched. <laughs> um, I haven't had a lot of time because I do other things. Um, so I don't, and I don't want to do like half an episode and stop. So um, I'll get, you know, just yeah, whatever. That's so. also a tough one to stop in the middle of. Um, yeah. <laughs> have you avoided spoilers or is, is it like so you long since anything? Don't. Oh, oh no, we're not going to. No. <laughs> I, just, I, I think well, this, for you. <laughs> this may yeah. be the perfect time to be getting into game of Thrones when, absolutely nobody cares about it anymore exactly. so no one's talking about it you're not going to like stumble across spoilers for it and even yeah. if you accidentally did a long time ago i'm sure you probably haven't remembered that so exactly i remember seeing some things here and there about you know i recognize like character names now i'm like oh it's that dude or something or other but i don't remember what they said or or anything so all the spoilers there that I may or may not have seen are completely irrelevant because I don't remember. I kind of just like read it and it just was like whoop in in one ear what the you know whatever just well so I'm excited. You're in for a ride. I think seasons oh, one no. through four are some of the best seasons of television out there, and then people differ on seasons like five, six, seven, depending on like if you've read the books and are super about it. And I. I read the books after watching the first four seasons and then was like, okay, like this could be interesting. And then it diverges from the books and doesn't really matter anymore. So I think it's fun to watch after season four, but it's just not, uh, don't expect things to make sense, people to make good choices or anything like okay. that. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, so my brother um, has seen it a couple times and he's really enjoyed watching watching me watch it. 
as he re he's like, yeah, I'll rewatch it, sure. <laughs> um, and he's he thinks it's absolutely hilarious seeing what I tweet, um, he, or especially when I do call something right. That's like that like makes my day. I'm like, right, and he you can see him over there like trying to like hold it in and not say anything. Oh, but it's it's a riot. Um, I really enjoyed it, so it'll be good. Like, I think maybe we'll do an episode tonight. There's no Bruins games, so. I've been watching that if they're if that's on. Yeah, I've I've been trying to watch television shows again. Last year I watched like like 275 movies or something like that, so I didn't get much. Jesus. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> bad. Um I was trying to keep up with a couple of friends who were who made it their mission during the pandemic to just watch all of the movies that they hadn't seen before. And uh so I basically stopped watching television altogether. I've been slowly making my way through the wire for over a year i think at this point uh and almost done with it now wow i started the marvel series back in like october or something and back when i had like my first quarantine like i had been exposed so i was like my work is all on site so i like couldn't do anything so i started the movies i'd seen like Probably eighty percent of them I'd like seen, and a couple I most of them I'd seen a couple times, um, and I had seen Endgame, so I like knew it was coming. But so you I knew the Endgame. I watched like <laughs> all of them in like timeline order, so not in order in the order they were released. So like yeah. in timeline order. Also, I had never seen Guardians of the Galaxy, and I loved those movies. Yeah, like I, I think two. I think two is underrated. I, I think people generally like the first one, but I really like the second one too. I think they they were both pretty good. One of them was uh, the second one was on the other day on TV, and I threw it on. Um, I always cry at the end of that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I cried during a lot of the movies. Like. That. <laughs> <laughs> I was texting one of my one of my friends updates. I'm like, oh no, I'm crying again. Someone died. Yeah, I did the timeline order with my roommate before. Uh, I th think it was maybe Black Panther around that time, and I, I had never done timeline order. And there were there were a bunch that I hadn't seen. Like I hadn't seen, I think the third Iron Man or like the second third Thor movies so that was good to I mean I, I really didn't like the second Thor movie but the third one was great yeah I I, I could agree with you on that one yeah I, I, I was never like super into the superhero movies but my a couple of my friends are so they'd be like all right we're going to the movies and I'd be like yeah I got nothing to do like I'll tag along and then they're always super entertaining I love seeing them in theaters they're not really movies that I just sit down at home and necessarily watch. But I mean, I think any movie is better in a theater, uh, which I really miss during this time. But um, yeah, I always really enjoyed them, but I, I wouldn't see like, especially when it's a series, I would not see all of them. So I'd be like, I'd like catch the second movie and be like, all right, what's, what's going on here? What's the scoop? What happened before? What? <laughs> it's a very Drew thing. Yeah. Uh, so one of my roommates moved out like, early on in the pandemic and rather than get a new roommate in the midst of a pandemic uh we just turned her room into a movie theater what? <laughs> got Hell a yeah. projector and a screen and that's been cool there you go oh see i didn't realize that was the old bedroom i just thought that was your living room that had the projector uh, and everything no that's yeah it's the old bedroom uh, i mean okay. probably 
I video chat. I see. I see it times. on Snapchat and stuff like that. Okay. I never. <laughs> One day I'll visit you and I'll be like, "Oh, so this is what your house actually looks like." <laughs> yeah. We we have one uh, question from our friend Jess who was on the last episode, and she wants to know where you got your cat backpack. Oh my god, the cat backpack! My sister got it for me for Christmas. Well, got it for me and Tito for Christmas. Um, so love love her. She's she thought it was hysterical. It was the best present of Christmas. So the bubble cat backpack. Um, yeah. <laughs> He, I don't think he really likes it. He like squirms around in it. It's always funny when it's on my back and he's like flipping around and I'm like, oh, what's what's going on back there? Is he okay? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think she probably got it on like Amazon or, or somewhere on, on the internet, but it's incredible. Um, we're getting a little more, more use out of it. He's getting used to it here and there. He doesn't like the like crate or kennel. Um, so nowadays when I take him anywhere like if I go to my parents house or something I just let him run around the around the car when I'm driving um and sometimes he ends up like on the dash and I have to like grab him and throw him into the back like in the middle of driving yeah not safe um <laughs> but he's he's he really acts like a dog he'll like go up to the passenger window like put his front paws up on and then just stare out the window and he's people see him and and laugh and it's so funny um but he's a little nugget but we haven't gone to the vet in a while, so he hasn't had to. He hasn't needed the crate in a while, so I think he's getting a little spoiled. <laughs> Just wait and see until we have to go to the vet again. So. Um, going back to hockey for a second. Uh, obviously, the NWHL is a growing league, and especially uh, this season with it being so accessible on Twitch, like a lot of people were jumping on the bandwagon. And I know a lot of people are probably looking for teams to root for. And I think if you're in the Boston area, it's likely that you'll hop on the Pride bandwagon. But for people all over, what would be your sales pitch to be like the Pride should be your team to root for? Oh, wow. <laughs> team? Oh, this is, I mean... We have Captain Miss Jillian Dempsey. I think it's pretty good. You know, all-time NWHL leading scorer. But I think I think that's good. Is that good? Yeah, that's good. That's um, all right. I think um, <laughs> you know, as a team, I would. I mean, we demand you know greatness as a team. We demand you know, we hate, hate, hate losing, and we. Um, of course, we are a very talented and skilled bunch, and a lot of us come from the New England area. Um, and, you know, instead of hating us, like most of the country hates anyone from Boston or people from New England or the Patriots because we win all the time. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you want to win once in a while, maybe you can root for us. <laughs> I don't it's know. Good. And I love it. Teams? Like, hello, the great yeah. jerseys? Come on. Like See, I started off with the the yellow one because I knew I was going to want a gradient one eventually and uh, still trying to figure out uh, what to do with that. Um, I will tell you, when I walked into the locker room the first time and saw it hanging, I was like, is that real? It is so, so just chef's kiss. I think it's the only gradient I've seen that actually works. 
Yeah, didn't Vancouver come out with like their reverse retro gradients? Like, oh. yeah, it looks bad. Um, it looks like blue to, and then there's like a white land, and then it's like green. It's yeah. Like, yeah, I think the the Arizona Diamondbacks tried it too. I think a few years back, and it just looked awful. And I think there are a couple of NFL teams that had some alternates that did it, and I, I don't like those either. Because yeah, um, ours are is a black to gold. It's not too complicated. The black is. Black looks great. We had black jerseys a couple of years back that were really, really sharp. And we went to the, the golds for, for the last few seasons. And then this year, the new revamped golds are really nice too. Um, I, I love them both, but the gradients, like no no other team in any sport has done a gradient as, as good as that. And I was a little nervous to see like what the socks were going to look like. But oh, they look incredible. The are just oh. Perfect. They're so nice. I'm gonna. I'm literally. I would. I would bet like a thousand dollars on my jersey just to get it back because they auctioned them all. <laughs> Can I just have mine back? <laughs> I don't want to have to fight with anyone because I know like someone will like outbid me with like a minute left or something. I don't know. <laughs> I really want it though. Well, yeah. Speaking of jerseys, uh, if you want to buy one. Uh, get Mallory's and Mallory tell them why well this year as I did last year I'm taking any and all proceeds so players make 15% off of any t-shirt or jersey sales um, with their name on it so obviously you'd have to buy my t-shirt or my jersey and I will be donating those proceeds to the epilepsy foundation of New England um, I will also be matching them so like double you know, make me spend money. It's great. You know, there's a, more incentives. So, so I have that going on and I have, um, I'm not sure if you saw this or heard about this. Um, I ordered some really nice looking Tito's mom hats. Um, <laughs> they're by, uh, you know, Chuck's buckets, which I'm sure you've seen some other, um, hockey players wearing. Um, they, so they say a 47 on the front and on the back, they'll actually say Tito's mom in some like, embroidered gold. Um, they look pretty nice. I will have that link to order or to just contact me. I will have that soon. I'm waiting on them to actually like get to me, um, before I set that out, but I have, only have a set number available. So you'll have to, have to get them quick. Otherwise I'm going to have to put in another order of the the interest is um if the interest is there i'll, I'll put in another order but yeah well you can jack up the price then like the scarcity <laughs> yeah use that tactic a 50 hell yeah <laughs> okay, get your hats here drew you got anything else um i don't think so mallory anything else you want to talk about um stay tuned to an important announcement at some point in the coming weeks. I can't mm. not not from me, maybe from the league, maybe on not letting COVID win the twenty twenty one Isabel Cup again, back to back champs. Um, yeah, so stay tuned on that. So okay, big cool. stuff. We'll just we'll we'll leave it at that. No spoilers. <laughs> All right. I'm actually not allowed to say anything. So just you'll have good to thing it. no one listens to this podcast. So oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for coming on. This is great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys, I really appreciate it, and um, thank you for your support um, and helping. You know, 
get the Boston pride out there and help grow women's hockey. And hopefully we'll continue on that, on that upward trend and, and catch us on Twitch again. Um, I heard the, the production of the, the games has been phenomenal. So I was yeah, really, yeah. really happy to see that last year was our first year on Twitch. So um, to see that growth um, this year is awesome. So hopefully we'll have more of that in the coming years. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks guys. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Wasn't that great? Those <laughs> <laughs> great interview. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, Mallory Soliotis for coming on the podcast. Uh, she didn't have to do that. No one, yeah. no one told her she had to do that. No one recommended it. No one should <laughs> certainly <recommend> not. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was great. Thanks to thanks to her. Uh, thank thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, mm-hmm. Go go buy all that mallory merch and and get the uh, epilepsy foundation in new england their their dough their cash um yeah that's that was your friday content uh hope hope you enjoyed it and to sing nah i don't feel like singing right now yeah yeah <laughs>